Welcome to Offscreen Babble with Shada and Kyle, where we talk about TV shows and movies we've seen recently. Today is episode 124, Killing Eve season 3 finale, Space Force, Central Park, and Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. And if you're a returning listener, please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and also make sure to subscribe. And make sure to check out our show notes where you can see what we talk about at what time so you can skip ahead and avoid spoilers. So today is going to be a Let's Babble episode uh, where we briefly discuss what we've been watching and we recommend it or we don't recommend it. Uh, Before we get into it, I wanted to mention two things. One, uh, my Let's Babble about video on Excess Baggage is available on YouTube. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. And the other thing is that we recently were on a podcast called Pod Clubhouse, where we were interviewed about our podcast, um, and the episode is available. So I'll put that in the show notes if you'd like to listen to it. Um, But okay, let's get into our first topic, uh, the Killing Eve season three finale. Because we're in Let's Babble, normally we don't do like a full review, and I I don't think we're going to do that here, but we are going to go into spoilers um, but before we go into spoilers, let's just talk about what just happened. We watched the finale of season three, and I would say overall for me, the season was kind of confusing, or maybe not confusing as much as I'm not quite sure where the story's going. So I guess that's why I'm confused, because I don't really n- understand what's happening I'm full-blown confused. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm describing confusion. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, um, I think that, you know, it still had some of its humor. Villanelle was funny. Um, but I feel like Eve, I kind of lost the thread of what's going on with Eve this season. And yeah. ultimately, I think when we talked about Killing Eve before, I said season one was great. Season two kind of felt like a a mistake like they made a little bit of a mistake nailing what point they were trying to make and then this season I kind of feel like this last episode that we just watched got somewhere but I'm kind of wondering why it wasn't throughout the season and we could go more in detail when we go into spoilers but what did you think about this uh the finale and season three as a whole uh I felt similarly um I don't think the finale really did anything to pull it all together stuff happened a bit but it just didn't feel like you know a real ending or like it really brought it all together or anything it was just like okay i feel like it ended in a way where it got characters where they wanted them to be but now it's almost like well i wish these characters had made this had gone here earlier if that makes sense earlier in the season um yeah i i I don't really have a specific on how to make it better i just am like i'm trying to figure out if season two or three was worse though i think season two was better possibly because it had so much of the momentum of season one and i kind of understood eve more and i and i got it more yeah at this point i don't really know what's going on so i i guess this is what i'll say if you're a killing eve fan and for some reason you haven't watched killing eve season three i would say you should still watch season three i o- i will also say that when season four comes out i will watch it i think um 
they I, I really hope because I, I believe it did get renewed for a season four already, so like it is happening. I'm really hoping they're coming towards an ending. And I know I say that a lot with a lot of shows, like, all right, let's wrap it up. And I say it pretty early. I'm never yes, encouraging a show to go on for eight seasons. But I think when a show has a very specific plot and things like this, like Killing Eve does, I really think a tight, you know, lower number of seasons is better for its overall story. Um, so that's kind of how I feel. And and I do kind of feel like the characters are are very interesting that even when I felt a little dissatisfied with an episode, I still was like, well, I like this character and I like the world. So, yeah, I guess I'll watch it. But it's it's losing me a bit. But I, but I, I said all that and I'm not saying I'm going to stop watching the show. Yeah. So I think that shows that it still ha- is. It has elements. Yeah, I, it still has good things going for it. And I'm not going to be like, this is a horrible show. I'm just going to say that I don't really know where it's going. And I don't think that was. I'm sure their intention was for us to feel like and satisfied, you know, like, yeah. What about you? Um, it's interesting thinking about it. Constantine. We, he do you wa- want to go into spoilers? Uh, I can do it without going into spoilers. Oh, okay. Um, in the previous seasons, he was my least favorite character and I thought his acting was not great. Um, in this season, I felt like he was the best part of the whole season. Really? Okay. His story, uh, was way better fleshed out than everyone else's. I think a lot happened with him and I think it was interesting. I I think he, his storyline was the only one kind of really driving the show in a direction that made sense actually. And I feel like I, I don't understand. I, I guess I don't know what point you're making with that because I don't, I know his storyline. I'm not quite sure where it's driving the show. So I mean, I think it, it drove to... it forward through the season is what I'm saying. Okay, I think we should get into spoilers. But okay. basically, if you have watched Kill- Killing Eve season three, we're saying that it's it's still the great characters you love. If you love Villanelle, she's still being Villanelle. Like, I, I think that's good. <laughs> and the story... There are elements of it that are definitely interesting. I just think that this finale and overall the season is leaving me... I feel confused because I'm... Confused. I'm confused. <laughs> and also, I don't really feel any type of satisfaction from where the characters are going. I don't I don't know. It, um, it's, it's a weird feeling because normally, I, if I guess if the characters weren't strong, I probably would be like, this is horrible. But because yeah. you like watching the characters and you like watching the world and seeing all the different outfits and going to all the locations, it's like, oh, this is watchable. But the moment I, if you were to ask me what happened in season three, give me a detailed description, I wouldn't be able to do it. Also, the interesting thing is season one, and I think season two, I I was the one who was like, oh, yeah, Villanelle, she's the best. And you were like, yeah, Sandra Oh is like so amazing and whatever. And in this season, this is the time you're saying, well, Villanelle was great, is great. Kyle, and blah, blah, I blah. always have thought Villanelle was amazing. Yeah, but your main focus was on uh, Sandra O. Oh. No, I've I um, Kyle, I've 
I, we, sh- we should go back to the shows sure, because I have to we, believe you because you have a better We should go memory. back also because before when I tried to get you into watching I know, this I show, didn't watch it, I, sure. I was selling it on this character, Villanelle, is so interesting to yes, watch. I know that. And so, like, I don't I don't know what point that you're making. But anyway, uh, I, I think that maybe what you're focusing on is that I liked watching Eve's journey as a person sure. who was going from her job to becoming obsessed with certain elements of it and losing herself. I felt like she had more things going on than Villanelle, who was just, like, killing people and being funny. Yeah. I think maybe that's what you're referring to. Sure. Um, Okay, so let's get into spoilers so we could discuss this. Okay, so now we're doing spoilers for Killing Eve Season 3. So you're saying Constantine's storyline really pulled the season together i mean i i'm sorry to be like explain yourself but like i kind of i kind of don't really understand how that is so yes please explain i think his storyline had the most um most understandable and you know driving line in the season is what i'm saying so like you know he basically is like you know what i gotta get out and that that's his storyline, you know. And so his was the easiest to understand it was because consistent. It was, clear cut. it was consistent, it was clear cut, it had bumps along the road, like it could have been a show, you know. Uh, I'm sure. not saying it, I would have totally wanted to watch it, it would have been the most in- interesting show. It was but, a straightforward plot. He has been stealing from the organizations that he's been working with, and yeah. now they're starting to figure it out and he wants to leave. Yeah, and take his daughter, and then his daughter's crazy and stuff. Which and then... I never got the sense that she was until they wanted her to be. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, that that felt weird. Like, all of a sudden, like, she has one conversation with Villanelle, and now yeah. she's going to kill her stepdad because she doesn't well, like... She was like, oh, he's so terrible because he's nice. Yes, you know? but I, I think... The way that I was reading it, and maybe I totally missed stuff, was her just being like, oh, God, boring. Like, he, like, is so nice and blah, blah, blah. I, I was reading it like that. Not like, I am so irritated by him, I want to murder him. Like, I wasn't getting any yeah. any uh, inkling of that. So that felt weird. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, the reveal in this in the finale is that, I mean, he killed Kenny, right? He was there, and either he and pushed him or Kenny fell back, as he said. So it depends on what you believe. So, Oh, so he said Kenny fell on his own? He said he was talking to Kenny and, like, telling him he should come work for the 12, and Kenny was backing up, and then he fell off the roof. I mean, you know, I think that's possible. I guess the way this is told is, again, dissatisfying to me. Not that I'm yeah. saying I need to see it, but now I'm kind of like, so what's happening with Constantine? And, like, I'm not trying to say I don't like Constantine, but he has almost died, like, four times. <laughs> that it's kind of like, what's happening? Like, kept getting heart attacks, and then, like, Villanelle shot him last season or two seasons ago. Like, it just feels kind of like, what is going on with this character at this point? Like, I don't understand okay so the other thing that happens in the finale is that um eve and villanelle i guess essentially are saying that 
they're ready to be in a relationship together. Right? You mean at the very, very end? Yeah. I mean, the fact that they turn back. Yes. I mean, yeah. like, they imply something at the beginning of the episode when they're dancing together, and Bill and Elle's like, oh, would you want that looking over at another couple dancing? And and Bill, or I'm sorry, and Eve says something along the lines of, oh, no, we would consume each other or, like, something like that. And Bill and Elle's response is like, that sounds kind of nice. Like, yeah. And so it seemed like their, their conversation is very much like, yeah, we want to be together, right? And then Eve, towards the end, is like, oh, I wish I was like those people, random people who are walking down the street. She's like, I used to be married and have, like, a job and all this stuff. And Bill and Elle's like, yeah, but do you really want that? And it's kind of like, okay, so is this Eve embracing that she wants to have this maybe somewhat chaotic life with Villanelle? Like, she was... Which I think the show was always leading to them being together or something because obviously Eve's fixation on Villanelle early on in the season was because of her killing, but then she seemed to be, it, it seemed to be like there was a an attraction, right? Mm-hmm. And then season two explored that like sexually, like when she had sex with her partner, but Villanelle was like on the phone or something. And like, I don't even remember and, that. Yeah. And then the partner was pissed because he was basically like, next time you should just have sex with her or something. Like, basically implying yeah. that she was like wanting to be with Villanelle. And then this end uh, moment in the finale, they, uh, sh- I guess Eve kind of exhausted is like, oh, I just want things, whatever, to be back to normal or something. And then Villanelle's like, okay, I can make that happen. Let's, Let's part ways and don't look back. And then they yeah. both look back and the show ends. And I guess when I said it wasn't a satisfying ending, I mean, that moment is like, great. Could that have happened earlier in the season? Because the lead up to get here with Villanelle's like boss, is it Tasha? Dasha. Dasha. Okay. Like the whole thing with Dasha, which how did Dasha die out of nowhere? That seemed really yeah. weird, right? It was a little odd because he like predicted it two seconds earlier. You're like, did he do something? I, to I her literally hands? thought like, did he do something to her hand? Like he yeah. knew how to kill her instantly or something. Um, maybe but, he did, and we're not getting that. Yeah, maybe we're missing something. But like the whole thing with Dasha and Dasha being like, oh, you're distracted from your work. I need to stop that. You, you're obsessed with Eve. Okay, you know what that means. I need to kill Eve's husband. Not Eve, yeah. but kill Eve's husband so that she'll think that you did it. And then like it's just like, uh <laughs> Okay. So like Nico is now finally out of the picture because he's so like, yeah. I want nothing to do with you because mm-hmm. my life is horrible now because of you. And I don't know. It just felt like was that needed? And I didn't hate Dasha. I'm not trying to make it seem like I did, yeah. but it just kind of felt like where are we going with this? And then the whole, like, her getting promoted. So, okay, I feel like I'm going on and on. Is there anything in the spoilers you want to say first? Not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> because you're disinterested? or Yeah, I can't think of anything specific. It was just more like, yeah, it just wasn't that great. I, I think... Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. The one thing about how she killed the girl okay. uh, at the end in the subway when there are freaking cameras everywhere pointed at her. Uh, like, uh, that's it. She's arrested, right? Like, how is that not happening? Well, I, I feel like the whole... This is where I feel like Villanelle as an assassin in season one, they did such a good job establishing, like, she's the only one who can get to these people and kill them. She's able yeah. to get up, go undercover, hide in a suitcase, being, yeah, yeah. you know, she's able to do it. And no one assumes that she's there to be a, a murderer. You know? like, yeah, and, yeah. And then season two, I feel like they kind of didn't really focus on that. And then in this season, it kind of felt like, is she the best assassin? I don't know. And um, yeah, every time she did kill previously, it was always private even if it was in public it was always private that it felt like oh well she's so skilled that in the one moment that no one's around she's able to kill this person in a public space yeah and like that's the one thing that has made the show not that grounded is like did she never leave any evidence at any of these things to really link her and like because she's not, like, cleaning up afterwards or anything like that. Well, it like seemed that. like there was evidence, but they weren't able to link it to her because they didn't know who she was. Because that was the first season. They were like, who is this yeah, person? Yeah, but then like, they did know, so... Well, and this is where... Okay, so I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're like, come on, guys. It's so easy. Ex- like, you know, maybe, maybe it's clear to other people, but this is where the confusing part comes into. It seemed like um, Eve's former boss played by Fiona Shaw, who I don't remember the character's name, um, was working with Villanelle or at one point, because remember the whole thing with season one when she came to the prison that Villanelle was in and then she whispered in her ear, I guess, asking her to work. Like, it seemed like they knew who she was because they were either going to recruit her or whatever. Like, they they were purposely not arresting her, even though they at a certain point knew who she was, right? Uh, yeah, but I I figured it was because they didn't have the evidence to link her would be the reason but why. But then, like you several times, they're like, "Oh, well, we know you're a killer," and even in this episode. Yeah, but I mean, if you can't convict her, also this is Eng- uh, England, so I have no idea what the laws are there. But I assume and, it's I somewhat assume, similar. Yeah, murder is murder. So, well, like, yeah, I'm not saying like, but it's <laughs> in, legal. In there. England, you kill whoever you want, like whatever. Yeah. No, like no. I, I mean, mean, I just don't know if they're justice justice system works the same way where it's like you know you're not going to be able to get a conviction this this is about people who are following like assassins it's like it's not even about like oh she should be arrested it's like what organization is hiring her right they're all supposed to be like figuring out who the 12 are which then in this we find out who the 12 is and it's this one guy who's introduced Uh, (laughs) in this I don't, I don't know if he is the 12. I mean, they said he was the 12 and no one... Or part bl- of it or something. He he said, I am the 12. He said but that. He didn't say, I am the 12. He was denying it. No, they, he said he was the 12. No. He was saying, I'm not. He said he was the 12 and then Villanelle was like, oh, do you know so-and-so? And then she's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then he, he didn't say he was. It was Constantine who said he was. OK, and then sure. But then he kind of like played into it and was like, well, yeah. OK, point is, anyway. point is, I don't understand. Like we, we get introduced to this guy. He has some tension with 
Fiona Shaw again. I'm sorry, I don't remember her character's name in Killing You're Making me. me forget. Yeah, I think her name oh. is Mom. Oh, okay. What? what? Like, ma'am. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I thought you were just making a noise. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get too in the weeds on this because I'm just trying to like process everything. But like, the show ending with Villanelle and uh, Eve, I guess, finally. Uh, admitting that they have feelings for one another and willing to work with each other again, again, leaves me confused because it seems, it seems like Villanelle's journey was she became tired of killing or being an assassin and wanted to be promoted. Then when she was promoted, they didn't really want to promote her. And she was also injured. And she seemed to be like, I'm out of here. I don't want to do this anymore. And she wanted to go off with Constantine. And then in this final episode, she goes up to Fiona Shaw and she's like, oh, um, actually, I can work for you guys. I have other skills, but she doesn't have any other skills except for being an assassin. That seems to be her journey as as far as the season. She is wanting to retire. Right. And stop killing specifically. Stop killing and be a new person, be have a new skill, have a new identity Mm -hmm. as far as. Uh, just not being an assassin. With Eve, Eve's journey seemed to be at the beginning like her life is broken. It's completely ruined now. Her marriage is like basically over. She was still clinging on it, onto it, hoping that it would work out, but it didn't. She had no friends. She was, you know, her whatever. She was working in a restaurant. And then her one friend, Kenny, dies, and she wants to find out who did it. And then does she find out who did it? Like, it seems kind of like by the end, it didn't matter. Yeah, because supposedly it was Constantine, but not really. Yeah, and then when she was running, was she running after Constantine? Where was she running? No, she was just running away. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I just don't know... and then, like, what was the whole stuff with, like, Fiona Shaw and her daughter, Kenny's sister? Ugh, yeah. What was that about? I don't know. What was it, like? It was just about her inability to display emotions. I, I think the show, uh, like I said earlier, has interesting characters. It's fun. It goes to multiple locations. Great acting performances. But me talking about it, and again, I'm not trying to be nitpicky. I'm, I'm legitimately just trying to understand. Because I think I was talking to you at, when the show ended, and I was like, am I dumb? Do I just not <laughs> get this? Like, am yeah. I stupid? Like, what's wrong? Like, I'm just, like, so confused as to what exactly happened beyond, like, okay, we're seeing Eve and Villanelle now admit that they want to be with each other. Just so everyone knows, I did say you are not stupid. <laughs> yeah, Don't yeah. Don't say that about yourself. <laughs> yeah. I I just felt kind of like I I don't get it. <laughs> and I feel like I like maybe I'm the only one who doesn't get it. I don't know. Um but anyway, uh, was there anything else you wanted to say about Killing Eve? Uh, no, I think we're good. You okay. I I I'm sure this is very confusing for anyone who's listening. I, I am going to watch season 4 after all that. <laughs> I am going to yeah. watch season 4. But I guess I am really like in the hopes that they turn it around somehow I'm, I'm in the hopes that they turn it around i'm in the hopes that they have a final thought process on where they want these characters to go and end the show yeah as 
on a high note as possible. Like, just that's what I'm hoping for. Because at the end of the day, I think the only thing that would make me not want to watch this show is if it got so ridiculous that I was, like, annoyed. And if the quality of the characters dwindled. If season four were the same level of goodness as season three, would you watch a season five? I I probably would, but I think wow. I think my uh, level. I probably wouldn't. I think I probably would because I still like Villanelle. I still like watching. Like it was still interesting to see what she was doing. Like whatever. But um, I think when I say I would watch it, I may not watch it week to week, which might have okay. also been why maybe maybe if I was binge watching this, this would have been a better experience. Um, yeah, I think so for this one. Yeah, so like if there was a season five, I I maybe I would just be like, oh, I'll I'll catch up with that show later. That's that's what would happen if season four is the same kind of quality as this. Yeah, and also like the whole episode where she was with her family and she killed her mom and yeah, like what? It's I I get it now because she wanted to find out who she was beyond being an, an assassin right yeah. but uh, anyway yeah all right uh let's go on to the next uh topic okay okay the next thing we want to talk about is a new show on netflix called space force uh this is a show starring steve carell the INB synopsis the people tasked with creating a sixth branch of the armed service armed services the space force and that's it so it's a comedy it was inspired by real life events when I think the inspiration came initially when Trump brought up Space Force and didn't really say much about it. And everyone was like, well, what does that mean? And then obviously this comedy came from that. Um, I believe this involves people who were in uh, who worked on The Office. Greg Daniels, I believe. I'll, I'll look that information up as we talk. But um yeah, there's 10 episodes available. We watched the first three and didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think when I first heard about the show, I was like, great. Sounds amazing. Then the trailer was released. I don't know if you remember the trailer. Um, A little bit. And I remember thinking, like, I don't think this looks great, but maybe the trailer's just cut poorly. That's That was my thought. Yeah, I was just like, Huh, okay. Let's see. So this this show is created by um Steve Carell and Greg Daniels. And Greg Daniels is uh involved with The Office and a lot of other comedy stuff like Saturday Night Live, The Simpsons, Parks and Rec. So I I think I was definitely excited to hear the two of them creating the show. I think it's been a while since we've seen Steve Carell like in a straightforward comedy. Just comedy that's it like i think what is it like um not vice but what's the other movie by adam mckay that he did the biggest short the do you know what movie i'm talking about the big short okay i was like what movie? i was just like when you said that it just made me go like what is the yeah title? sorry <laughs> i couldn't remember the title though that is a comedy but it's not like a straightforward comedy it's like a drama comedy right yeah this is Build as a just silly comedy. So I think the issue with this, um, the show also stars um, John Malkovich, Ben Schwartz, um, 
Lisa Kudrow. Like, I think we were going into this like, oh, this is going to be really exciting and funny. Um, the problem, at least in the first three episodes, so obviously there could be a change after that, but it's just, it feels like it doesn't know what tone it wants. I felt personally like maybe it wanted to be Veep or it wanted to be The Office, but it feels like it's not grounded enough for that. And the silliness isn't silly enough for it to be super broad. Like it's, it's just like in the middle and that would be fine if the jokes were funny. You know what I mean? Like, it's like all the jokes are definitely like, that was a joke, but I don't necessarily think it was funny, nor did I laugh. I I would say I laughed a few times. I'd say the third episode was the best. Um, I think having Ben Schwartz in it more made a difference and was good. Yeah. uh, Because he brought a little more of the silliness that, um, kind of brought it together and picked a tone a little more. But I think the mix and tone is uh, most obvious with Steve Carell's character where he's, like, smart in some cases, semi-rarely, also, like, kind, but also a buffoon. And you were kind of saying, we were talking about how that's kind of how he was in The Office, but the way they do it in this one just seems like a weird mix and, um, you know, they kind of pick one or the other at different times. And I I don't know, it just doesn't seem real. It just seems like, wait, I thought he was just like a bumbling idiot a second ago, but now he's like putting together a coherent, really good, you know, uh, argument about something. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess it's semi real that that could be. But yeah, that that didn't bother me. I I understand what you're saying, like the contrast. But what bothered me more about Steve Carell's performance is that there are moments where you're getting classic Steve Carell, like yeah, the exhausted like. expressions, the silly voices, the looks. Like you're getting the physical acting that he does. That's really good. But then he's also doing this voice to be like more of a grizzled uh person like a military person or whatever and i think personally that is hurting his performance i think if he was just doing his normal voice it would be better um also the character yeah is a little like it's just not funny uh, all around i just think the show is trying to do a lot of stuff but i wish it picked like i i don't know why space balls came to mind but I wish it picked that route. Like, let's just go yeah. full silly with this. This is going to be ridiculous, right? But then instead it went like, oh, maybe we're going to try to be more grounded like The Office or Veep. But then it never feels grounded. The other complaint I have, which is a weird complaint, is that I think we saw a headline I brought up to you from Hollywood Reporter where I think they were quoting Steve Carell where he was like, oh, yeah, this show is like, it's a, it's shot like it's a $100 million movie. And I think that was referencing the fact that this show looks so high quality. For me, I think it's a bad decision for this show. <laughs> like, I think it looks too... Um, cinematic. It looks too cinematic. And I, yes, and I think for it, like, 
something like Veep, Veep felt very grounded partially because of how it was filmed. It, yeah. it felt like the lighting, everything about it felt like, yeah, this is really an office. And yeah, this is really like, yeah, you know. somebody's just walking around with a camera. Exactly. It, but it, it's not documentary style. Exactly. That's why I'm bringing up Veep rather than The Office. Yeah, exactly. The Office was shot kind of like a documentary. Uh, this is, Veep was shot kind of like, you could work here. You yeah. believe that this could be uh, what's happening. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I, I don't know if we have too much else to say about it. Unfortunately, it didn't work for us. We're not going to watch any more of it. I haven't heard great reviews from anyone really about the show, so it's not really encouraging either. But, yeah, it, it feels like a missed opportunity, and I wish they had picked a tone and changed how they filmed it, which is such a weird complaint. It's too high quality for what they're trying to do. Yeah. I also, um, uh, what's his name? The, uh, Steve Carell. No. Um, Greg Daniels. Sorry. The, the scientist. The lead scientist. Oh, John Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I liked his character the best. I thought sure. he was doing a good job and also the character was interesting and good. But yeah, he's exhausted and reacting yeah. to all the ridiculous stuff that's happening. Um, but yeah, he, he was fine, but I don't really think that added much to the show. Um, but okay, that is Space Force. It sucks that it wasn't good. Um, yeah. The next thing we want to talk about is a new animated show on Apple TV Plus called Central Park. Um, it is created by Josh Gad, Lauren I think his name is Lauren Burchard. I don't know how he pronounces his last name. He's from um, Bob's Burgers and Nora Smith. Um, the first two episodes are available now on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, Kyle, you watched the first episode. I watched the first two. Um, and the idea of the show, I think, is just a family that uh, the father is the park manager of Central Park, and they live on the property um and it's just about their family and there's a situation that's happening within the show and it's um, a musical comedy yeah so that's the main thing it's uh the IMDb synopsis is an animated musical series that tells the story of how a family of caretakers who live and work in central park and end up saving the park and basically the world I'm very curious about basically the world part um <laughs> yeah uh, I think this was a very sweet show. Like I just, it, it seemed like really nice. I liked the music, um, uh, the musical aspect of it. If you're a Bob's Burgers fan, you know that they use music a lot in a lot of their episodes, almost like every single one of their episodes. But this one is, is really a musical like yeah. versus just having the songs in there. Um, I would say for the humor, if I'm comparing it to Bob's Burgers, I think Bob's Burgers is like funnier joke for joke. Like I just think, but those characters are also sillier and more outrageous things are happening. At least in these first two episodes, uh, crazy things are happening, but not as crazy as Bob's Burgers. The humor is, uh, is there. I, I still think it's like cute and funny, but just not as funny as Bob's Burgers. But I don't mean that as a negative, I guess. It's just sure. different. Um, and so, yeah. And the one thing that I'll say is that I really like that they have animated characters who aren't white. Like the family mm -hmm. is a biracial family. The dad is black. The mom is white. They have 
to uh, biracial children. Uh, in the second episode, there's other characters that are involved who are also not white. I think Bob's Burgers, if I ever had a complaint, because I love the show, is that I always felt like, why are all the characters white? Like, they will have, like, one-off characters here and there, but none of the main cast is, or all of the main cast in Bob's Burgers is white, basically. And I always wonder, like, why they did that. Uh, in this show, that's not the case. And as well as the acting voices involved, um, Titus. I always want to say Titus... Uh, yeah, and I'm like, that is not his real to. name. Okay, yeah. Titus Burgess um, is in this. Uh, Kristen Bell, Devade, I think it's Devade Diggs. He's from Hamilton originally. Mm. Uh, Josh Gad, uh, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., Stanley Tucci. Like, it has a great cast. I think um, I, I really loved it. Kyle, what did you think? Yeah, I also think the cast is really good. Um, I really, I liked it. I thought the uh, songs were good. Um, I thought the jokes were funny. I, mm -hmm. I was laughing throughout. And uh, yeah, it was it was really nice. I think there's a similar sweetness that I like of Bob's Burgers with this, where I like watching this family that is understanding of each other, even if they're a little odd. They're definitely not as weird as the Bob's Burgers family. So, like, yeah. they're they're toned down. But they are weird, especially the second episode. You see some of their weirdness. Um, and I just like how accepting they are of one another and how supportive it seems like they are of one another. And I think that's really nice to see in a show like this. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to watching more episodes. Um, Kyle, do you want to watch more episodes? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's nice to have this, especially because Bob's Burgers just ended their season. So... Uh, it's nice having kind of something that reminds you of it, but is a little different. Yeah, and hopefully this can be something that both of us watch together, and it's a comedy. And yeah, yeah, it's nice. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about is a documentary that I watched on Netflix called Jeffrey Epstein, Filthy Rich. Um, so if you know anything about Jeffrey Epstein, uh, he is dead now, um, but. Uh, he was this, I think, billionaire, super rich person who um, was involved in, in coordinating sex trafficking of minors, like, for years. And it's very odd that he, like, it seemed like it took him so long to get into trouble. And then when he finally got into trouble, he got out of it. And it seemed very obvious that it was due to his wealth. Um and his connection to very famous and powerful people um, also is troubling since it seems like he's been running some type of sex trafficking thing with minors for a very long time, including his relationship with famous and powerful people. So it feels like were those people involved in this thing, which I think is why a lot of people feel that um, his suicide was not a suicide. I think that's what people know about Jeffrey Epstein right now. Suicide while in jail, right? Exactly. While he was in jail, he killed himself. I think many people feel like, mm, or was he killed because his connection to other people uh, would have looked bad or whatever in his case. Anyway, the documentary focuses more on his rise to, I guess, his power and how, and the victims, 
and it talks to a lot of the victims and what he did. Um, as far as how he became rich, they do try to explain it, but honestly, I still don't understand how he became rich. He started not rich. Like, he wasn't from a rich family. And then he conned his way into money. But I don't understand how he maintained that wealth. So if you're looking for that, this documentary tries to tackle it, but I didn't get it. So I don't, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. um, but it does go into the victims. It talks to the victims. It talks to their experience, what happened, how the sex trafficking became a thing, um, and how it was a coordinated effort from Jeffrey Epstein and his partner. Um, yeah, it was very Didn't interesting. They talk to the partner? No. Oh, I thought I I just saw tiny bits of it as I was walking by, but I thought somebody said like, "Oh, I worked with him and did this stuff too," but I wanted to say things about yeah, it. Yeah, it talks to people. So the thing that's complicated about this is that some of the victims were also viewed as coordinators themselves because that's uh-huh. how his process worked. But he was would, that that guy wasn't like there was an older guy who was being interviewed. Oh yes, well the yes that one. When I said partner, I mean his like uh, his girlfriend or whatever oh, who oh. declined to be part of the documentary, so she wasn't part of it. But but uh, his business partner y- in this terrible yes, thing. he denied it, even though the victims were like, no, this happened, like whatever. So yes, that's a different uh, situation. Okay. Um. But yeah, if you're looking for a documentary that is about Jeffrey Epstein and specifically about the victims and what happened and how it happened, I think this documentary answers those questions. If you're looking into the conspiracy theories about his death and uh, what that is, it, I, this documentary brings it up. It talks about his connections to powerful people, but it doesn't delve into that. So I don't think this documentary will be... Um, I don't think this documentary will satisfy your curiosity about his death. It's more about the victims, the people that he hurt. Um, but yeah, so what do you think overall? I thought it was a good documentary. I uh, my I guess my only complaint, which I don't know if this is even a valid complaint, is I don't I want to understand how he maintained his wealth, how he became wealthy, and how he maintained it. I do not understand what he did and how he made money. He was so wealthy that at one point he was arrested. When he was arrested, he was so powerful that his arrest, like, he got to leave jail six days out of the week and uh, work for 12 hours. Like, he wasn't really in jail. Like, I don't what? understand. Oh, yeah. It was, um, what's the Showtime show? I'm somewhat still watching, but you're not. Oh, um, Black Monday? Yeah, Black Monday. They show like a part in that where, because uh, you know they're Wall Street guys. Sure. The one guy goes to jail and he's white, and so they're like, "Hey, oh, you're in the wrong jail. Come to this one." And sure. it's like everybody like playing golf and all these things. Like it kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, he basically had his own wing where, like, yes, he was in jail, but he was treated very differently. It seemed like his money and power helped him get access to things that were just like obviously not right a lot of people like they talk to a journalist who was ready to write an article about his abuse early on and 
the publication, I think it was Vanity Fair, was like, okay, okay, we're going to do it. And then one day they were like, no, never mind. And they published the article, but with no mention of the abuse. And wow. it seemed very much like he inter intervened in that. Like, there's yeah, just so sure. much stuff. So, yeah, I think the documentary is good. I just personally want to understand like what the fuck like what was he doing and maybe this is something that nobody has the answers to because the people involved aren't talking so anyway uh that's jeffrey epstein filthy rich it's a docuseries and it's four episodes i believe so yeah that's on netflix all right uh let's end the show thank you so much for listening please make sure to rate and review us on apple Podcasts, and also make sure to subscribe you can follow us on social media on facebook Instagram and Twitter at Offscreen Babble. We're also on Patreon, um, patreon.com slash Offscreen Babble. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, please email us at offscreenbabble at gmail.com. All right. Bye. Bye.